Davis from St. Andrew's Presbyterian Church here in Fredericton, New Brunswick. Our music director and organist today is David Berry. Our scripture reader and psalmist is Rachel Robinson, and I am Reverend Susan Brazier. Let us worship God. God is light. In God, there is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with God while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in light and we have fellowship with one another, we are no longer sinners, but restored as the children of God. God calls us as sinners from the shadow to light. God calls as God called the saints before us to walk in the light of the Lord. Let us worship God. Forgive all our sins and heal all our diseases. You redeem us from death and crown us with love and tender mercies. You fill our lives with good things. You restore our energy and youth and send our spirits soaring like an eagle. O Lord, who takes us as sinners and sets us about the work of saints, the saints who, like a best friend, whispers to us, I will listen the saints who serve as role models, giving us courage to stand up to bullies and bigots and speak your words of justice and peace, the saints who, like a grandparent, laugh and pulls us into their laps and smothers us with kisses. O oh God, you surround us with saints in every moment, even these times which seem overwhelming. If we open our souls to pay attention, God and community, holy in one, it is your hope which wipes away every tear, your grace which restores our souls, your mercy which makes us one with you. Amen. Will you pray with me? God of many generations, your word comes to us as the witness of your saints over the years. Open our hearts as the scriptures are read and proclaimed this day, so that we too may hear your wisdom and come to know Christ more deeply as your living word. Amen. This is a reading from the Old Testament. Genesis chapter 6, beginning at the first verse. 
When human beings began to increase in number on the earth, and daughters were born to them, the sons of God saw that the daughters of humans were beautiful, and they married any of them they chose. Then the Lord said, My spirit will not contend with humans forever, for they are mortal. Their days will be a hundred and twenty years. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days, and also afterward, when the sons of God went to the daughters of humans and had children by them. They were the heroes of old, men of renown. The Lord saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become on the earth, and that every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only evil all the time. The Lord regretted that he had made human beings on the earth, and his heart was deeply troubled. So the Lord said, I will wipe from the face of the earth the human race I have created, and with them the animals, the birds, and the creatures that move along the ground, for I regret that I have made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked faithfully with God. This is the word of the Lord. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good as long as you live, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works vindication and justice for all who are oppressed. reading today is from 1st John, from the first chapter, starting at verse 5, through the second chapter, ending at verse 6. Listen now to the word of God. This is a message we have heard from him and proclaim to you, that God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him while we are walking in darkness, we lie and do not do what is true. But if we walk in the light as he himself is the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus his Son cleanses us from all sin. 
If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sin, he who is faithful and just will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. My little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not for our sins only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Now by this, we may be sure that we know him if we obey his commandments. Whoever says, I have come to know him, but does not obey his commandments, is a liar. And in such a person, the truth does not exist. But whoever obeys his word, truly in this person, the love of God has reached perfection. By this, we may be sure that we are in him. Whoever says, I abide in him, ought to walk just as he walked. This is the word of God for the people of God. Please join me in prayer. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. holiday here in most of North America, a day that slides by mostly unnoticed except as a day to recover from the excesses of the preparatory night before uh, Hallow's Eve or what small children commonly call Halloween. Yes, All Saints Day for Children is often marked with tummy aches from too much candy and an introduction to the governmental taxing system as parents excise their right to the candy tax. Children spend hours trick-or-treating door-to-door, only to have moms and dads take a few of the hard-earned treats. The candy tax. It prepares these future wage earners for a life with Revenue Canada. But All Saints Day was a day created in the early centuries of the Christian Church to remember the martyrs, those Christians who had been singled out and executed, rather than deny their belief in God and their adherence to Jesus Christ. For the martyrs whose stories were well known, the church designated a Remembrance Day, a feast day, like St. Patrick's Day or St. Valentine's Day, because how else would one want to remember someone who was thrown to the lions in an imperial Roman arena than eating a large meal? But the church realized that many who suffer for the faith die completely unknown and unremembered. So one day, one feast day, was set aside for those who were certainly saints, people who led extraordinary lives, but in quiet faith, true role models for all of us, the great cloud of witnesses. On that day, on All Saints Day, they paused in gratitude 
for these saints whose lives were a testament to the glory of God's kingdom. But who exactly is a saint? The dictionary defines a saint as a person acknowledged as holy or virtuous and typically regarded as being in heaven after death. But the Apostle Paul, in most of his letters, referred to the members of the various congregations as saints. Paul greets his readers, the true believers, the church, by addressing them as saints. Take, for example, Romans. To all who are in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints. 1 Corinthians. To the church of God, which is at Corinth, to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints. Or Ephesians, to the saints who are in Ephesus and the faithful in Christ Jesus. For Paul, the followers of Christ were saints, the holy ones, the holy people of God. Guess what, people? That includes us. We are called to be the holy people of God. We are supposed to be saints. But the truth is that most days, I don't feel so holy. Most days, I feel pretty ordinary, and my aspirations to live a virtuous life are nothing more than distant goals. Like when I would swipe one of my kids' Snickers bars from his trick-or-treat bag and then disguise my theft with a clever reference to the parental right of exercising a candy tax. I take great comfort that Jesus said, Those who are well have no need of a physician, only those who are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but the sinners. Sinners and Saints. Our Old Testament reading this morning has the most curious story of sinners and saints, the Nephilim and Noah. And make no mistake about it, Noah is definitely in the saint category. Standing in the midst of a corrupt world, Noah is described as finding favor in the eyes of the Lord. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time and he walked faithfully with God. Noah was, quite simply, a saint. One saint who became the saving grace of humanity. Even the author of the New Testament letter to the Hebrews includes Noah in the grade of heroes listed in chapter 11. The author writes, By faith, Noah, being warned by God concerning events yet unseen, became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. Throughout the lectionary, we usually encounter the Noah story, learning only that humanity came to be so corrupt and so sinful that God decided to start all over, saving only a small remnant of creation. The part about the Nephilim is carefully removed from the account. These giant creatures, the offsprings of the sons of God and the daughters of humans. Perhaps our ancient Genesis author might have been attempting to infuse some Mediterranean mythology in and maybe give God a Zeus makeover. Are these Nephilim a kind of Greek Hercules? 
After all, they're described as heroes of old, warriors of renown. It is interesting in the text that the Nephilim are not directly blamed for the wickedness of humanity and the evil thoughts of their hearts. But somehow, these hybrid offspring are in the mix of the mess. Most preachers and scholars simply avoid this bit of biblical weirdness, the Nephilim, but I am absolutely intrigued. As Genesis was copied by hand from one generation to the next throughout the millennia to make it to us today, there were many, many opportunities that our ancient scribes could have simply deleted this mention of these giants, just like our modern lectionary does. But in all those generations of this, the ancient scribes, they didn't. Perhaps they found the Nephilim as intriguing as I do. These unexpected nuggets of strangeness that are hidden in the, the, the scriptures, why, they're intriguing and they bring us back. They keep us reading and returning to the sacred text. In our modern society, we look up to heroes and our warriors of renown. We regard them as, well, as saints. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, certainly a giant, a formidable warrior of renown. Nelson Mandela or Terry Fox. And these giants among us are wonderful role models. But if these are the examples of modern saints, these extraordinary people who live courageous lives, few of us will ever be able to be counted among their number. Most of us will never be heroes and giants, but we can be Noah. Noah listened to God, and when God called him, he said yes. Even to God's absolutely crazy idea that with God's help, he should build a huge boat and create a floating zoo. Noah listened for God and said yes. Noah was counted as holy, as righteous, because he listened for God and he said yes. I have to wonder if part of the problem with the Nephilim as described in our Genesis story is that they, as offsprings of the sons of God, got confused and thought they were God. That they got caught up with their own accomplishments, that they forgot to listen for God. That their pride got in their way of saying yes to God. Noah, saintly though he may be, still fell short and made mistakes. After being cooped up with his entire family and all those noisy, smelly animals for a year, when that man got off that boat, all he wanted was a drink. So he invented viniculture, and he got drunk, and he embarrassed himself. And that's another story that's often overlooked in Bible tales. Drunkenness is listed as a sin, a fruit of the flesh. But that is just it. God knows we will fall short. God knows we will sin, and yet God calls us, calls us, to be saints. God forgives us. When we fall, the Almighty picks us up, brushes us off, heals our wounds, and restores us to the holy people of God. If we but ask, 
Just as we read in 1 John this morning, really the only question is whether we will acknowledge our sins, our mistakes, and take ownership of them and do what is necessary to make amends, or whether we will overlook our shortcomings and the hurts we've caused, whether we get confused and think we are like God, or whether we will live into the fact that we are fallible humans and in need of God's forgiveness and grace to be the holy people of God. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he who is faithful and just will forgive our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Even though we are all sinners, through Jesus, we can be called saints, the holy people of God. Today is All Saints Day. Today, let us live into our calling. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and do not forget all his benefits. He who forgives all our inequities who heals our diseases, who redeems us from the pit, who crowns us with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies us with good as long as we live, so that our youth is restored like the eagles. Amen. We come seeking your strength, your peace, your direction, to know the comfort of your presence and your energy of your spirit. You have called us to work towards reconciliation in the world. Help us to live out the ways of your kingdom in your church and in our lives. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Jesus said, Blessed are the poor. We pray for those who find themselves on the margins of the economy, suffering from anxiety and the restrictions of low income, insecurity, and brains. Challenge us in our stewardship so that this world will be more and more a reflection of your kingdom, where there is enough for all and everyone can enjoy the blessing of your creation. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Jesus said, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst. We pray for the people and communities facing famine and drought, as well as the pandemic. Give strength to people and agencies dedicated to alleviating mi misery. Move us 
to share what we have with those who have so much less. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Christ, you blessed the peacemakers. We pray for those who work for peace and reconciliation in a divided world. Protect those who face violence, persecution, and chaos in their homes, workplaces, or communities. Transform the day-to-day -day struggles of those living in danger or discord. Move us to serve as mediators and models of forgiveness in our relationships. God, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Jesus, you bless those who weep. We pray for those around the world and in our community who are dying, and for those who weep for their loved ones who have died. We name in silence those in our hearts this day, including those saints who have been blessed by us in days and years gone by. Keep us united in love with all who rest from life in this world, but live with you. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Jesus, with your followers in every generation, we pray the words that you taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Return no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, and help the suffering. Honor all people. Love and serve the Lord, rejoicing in the Holy Spirit. And now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious